I want everybody to listen for a second. Some of you who are new to this church, this might be new to you. This year is not a year for humans. You're going to have to learn how to walk in the spirit. This year, if you live humanity, you live through your humanhood, you're going to fail. Listen, we're in a generation, we're in a stage now. How many know there's no more normal church? Come on, I said, how many of you know there's no more normal church? If you've been frustrated with the church, a lot of those are closing down. We don't teach that. We don't, we don't preach and teach like that anymore. Going to learn the reality of the spirit life. Because it's the only way to survive. Somebody said the only way to survive. You got to learn how to walk by the spirit. It's the only way to survive. This is the year of the spirit life. I say this is the year of the spirit life. Which means the normal humanity, the common, common carnality won't work. It's only going to bring frustration. There's a couple of things that I want to prophetically help you to understand. But I heard very clearly. I heard it differently, but I'm saying to you differently. I'm saying it in an actual lighter way. But this is the year of the spirit life. There's going to be some things that happen this year that if you're not prepared in the spirit, it's going to overwhelm you. Somebody say, I'm in the right place at the right time. Whether you stay or leave, you're going to remember what I said. This coming year, there are going to be challenges. But how many of you know Jesus said, I've overcome the world? How many know he said, in, in this world, you're going to have many troubles. How much? Many troubles. But in me, in me, you're going to have peace. You're going to have peace. I'm not a Bible story preacher. I'm not. I get bored. So I have to hear from God. And so that's why I need faith to rise. Because when faith don't rise, I'm not interested in giving you a story. You have to understand this is the spirit life year. Which means whatever you didn't take serious, you're going to take serious this year. Listen, whatever you haven't taken serious, you're going to have to take it serious this year. Whatever you've been bypassing, God is... Somebody say, God is going to help me. God is going to help you to make sure that you have the right formula to produce the right outcome. Somebody say, I need my divine formula. What you don't know is everybody in here have a divine formula that makes you the best you in what God called you to be. God is going to give you principles associated with your formula so you can succeed but in that formula is going to be only done by being in him some of us have been walking listen to me lack cannot continue 
I, I come after some of you lack tonight. I say lack cannot continue. Burning cannot continue. Poverty cannot continue. But I want to help you to understand how it won't continue. You don't need another declaration. How many years of declaration you got? I want to ask you, did you, did you successfully meet them? The last five years of declaration, have you success successfully met them? No more trickery. I say no more trickery. No more trying to make you feel good. It's to help you know what is good. So you can move on and have some dominance in your life by the Spirit. Can you say that? So I want you to understand. You can turn me down. Just the mic. God is positioning you this year. God is doing what? I'm going to start with this just for a second. I'm going to give you a couple of things that I want you to hear real quick. This year is the year God is creating a pathway of dominations for dwellers. What is he doing? Of domination for who? A dweller. Tonight, we're going to talk about the domination of a dweller. He's preparing the pathway of domination for the dweller. For the who? For the dwellers. I want you to understand a couple of things real quick. This year, you must lose the need to be known by your flesh. Some of you need to write this down. I was going to do it at the end, but I feel to do it now. You need to lose the need to be known by your flesh. You've got to let grace speak. You've got to let what? Grace speak. He said, what does it count for you if you gain the whole world? and lose your soul gain is not bad but gain has to be done in the way by the spirit can you say amen so you have to lose your need to be needed you got to lose your need to, to need to be seen your need to be heard Are you checking with me? And you got to let what? Grace speak. Somebody say grace speaks. Number two, you need to let your yes be yes. Let your what? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Many of us, we've been compromised in our own yes. You tell God you're going to fast and you don't. You tell God you're going to pray and you don't. What that does, it doesn't do nothing to God because God is unmovable, unshakable. It does something to you. It does something to you. How many know when you lie to yourself, you're actually undermining the elements of confidence and clarity by the spirit that you're called to walk in? That's why Paul told Timothy, have faith and a pure conscience, which many become defiled. What he's saying is, you can have faith, but if your conscience is not 
pure, watch this, and your conscience is seared, your faith won't matter. Y'all staying with me? So you got to learn to let your yes be yes. What that means is God is, if God is saying, hey, if I put it in your wheelhouse to do this thing for where I'm trying to take you, I need you to say yes to it and commit to it. I know your flesh going to say, hey, we ain't got to do all that. I know people going to tell you it don't take all of that, but don't listen. Because if you continue to lie to yourself, your conscience becomes seared. Timothy, have faith and a pure conscience. Many of us, you confess faith, but your conscience is not pure. So the confession of faith without the pure conscience of the confidence of the grace of God will not work. Are y'all tracking with me? Somebody say, I'm learning. Come on, say, I'm learning. So what's number two? Let your yes be, let your yes be less. Yes, learn to stop contradicting yourself. I mean, you know, we all have that problem. Repent quickly and get back on track. Number three, you got to learn your consecrated regimen. Write that down. You got to learn your consecrated regimen. What is my consecrated regimen? How many know if you are a believer in this place, the Bible says that I've given you a, a portion of faith. Within the portion of faith, you have to continue to keep a renewed mind. Y'all tracking with me? In the proportion of your faith, you got to continue to keep a renewed what? Mind. For me to keep a renewed mind, I have to stay in a consistent consecration associated with the mind of Christ. If when you got saved, you don't have to renew, why is he saying renew? If you're going to keep the mind, why is he telling you, make sure you renew? If you learn to keep it, that's great. But if you haven't learned to keep it, you've got to stay renewed. Somebody say consecration, regimen. Just like you go to school, they give you study regimen. You're only as successful as you keep your faith consecration regimen. Some of us right now are frustrated. This is why we've been bewitched because now we've allowed ourselves to be made perfected in the flesh and we violated our consecration regimen. Somebody say, I'm learning. Don't go to sleep. This is not for a good message. This is for a change message. I'm not coming to bring you a good message. Stop waiting for a good message. Stop waiting for a good message. If you came for that, you can go home. You, you, go to YouTube. That, that's not what you came for. Somebody say, I need change. You don't need to go to the next year doing the same thing. Get next year Because you get a good one, you're going to need another good one. A good message is a divine message that moves you along the way to remove principalities and powers when it's associated with your life. So you got to understand the spirit life. It's in the spirit. As a believer, you are not saved until you learn to let that spirit deal with your soul. 
That's why we're saved. We're going to be saved and we're being saved. How many know you have the Spirit of God? How many say, I got the Spirit of God? How many know that? Watch this. If you live not letting that Spirit deal with your soul, you won't make it to the end. We teach, this church is full of love and we teach it all the time. But salvation is a real thing. Because hell is a real thing. Salvation is a real thing. Because hell is a real thing. Although we teach love, God is saying, I need you to understand. Choose life. Somebody say, choose life. Now, this is not a brimstone message. This is helping you to understand that you might be the salvation into heaven of their soul. I've had dreams, I have visions of screens, things that God showed me. And every time I wake up, I say, God, let me not be passive with souls. Let me not be passive with church. Let, let me not play with this thing. So when I come in this building, I get serious. That's why some of you say, well, is he okay? No, I am okay. But serious business. Somebody said, when we come in here, it's serious business because it's about souls. God say, all souls are mine. I'll love on you. I'll die. But when we come in here, it's serious business because this has to do with the eternity of your soul. And God loved you so much. He's not just trying to bring you to heaven without making you understand what he wants you to live in this earth. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand those three things. And more will come as we go. If you have your Bibles. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Isaiah 40. I'm going to speak from the subject briefly. Domination of the dweller. I want you to stand to your feet as we read this for a second. We give you praise, Jesus. I want to say Happy New Year to you tonight. Can y'all give God a hand clap for this year that he's brought you through? How many of you have been brought through and just thank God? Can you just thank God for one minute and say thank you for bringing me through, God? There was, there was obstacles, but you brought me through. There were problems, but you brought me through. There were situations, but you brought me through. So we say thank you tonight. We're so thankful tonight. We honor you tonight, God. In Jesus' name. I want to take a moment to say thank you to our BCC family for your continual support and contribution to this church and all that you do here. Can you give God, everybody who served here, a hand clap? Come on. We thank God for you. We moved to this building and many of you jumped in and you jumped on the boat and we just been riding the wave. Amen. We ride wherever he takes us. Amen. And so we just thank God for you and look forward to growing closer in 2023. Isaiah 40, 28, 31. And it reads, 
I'm going to read from the King James on this one. Has thou, thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them he has no might. He, uh, might he increase its strength. Verse 29 again, he giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. 30, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord uh, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Father, we thank you for speaking this morning, tonight. We thank you for who you are. We don't know what to say, God, so we say, speak on, Holy Spirit. If you don't speak, I have nothing to say. If you don't move, I have nothing to do. We give you total praise in Jesus' mighty name. If you love them, can you say amen? But they that wait upon the Lord, he's going to renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run. How many of you want to run this year? I said, how many of you want to run this year? If you're going to run, you got to understand the principles associated with running. God desires you to run. Some of you, you've got to understand that God accelerates everything when you do his thing. Somebody say acceleration. Come on, say acceleration. When you have acceleration and you have domination, you are dealing with, listen, you are taking over some stuff. What I want you to understand about the enemy, you can hit the music for a second. What I want you to understand about the enemy, real quick, I want everybody to listen to real quick. What I want you to understand about the enemy is, he doesn't mind you being a Christian privately. He doesn't mind you being a Christian what? Let's prove it. The Bible says that any man that denies Jesus came in the flesh is the antichrist. What does that mean? The Bible says also if we preach Christ and we don't preach the risen Christ, so we keep preaching the old Christ. We preach the old man. The, the, we, we preach the, the scriptures, but we preach the death. We preach the Moses. But we don't bring the Moses into the understanding of the life. See, he don't mind you understanding the death of Christ as long as you don't know how to live the life of Christ. So private life in your Christianity don't move anything. In fact, God is not really interested in building grace, giving you grace to do anything. How many know God want to pay for something that he said? How many of you want to get something out of this year? 
How many want to get a, as much as you can out of this year? Well, if you're going to do that, you need more grace. Somebody say grace. If you're going to grow in God, you're going to grow in grace. The Bible says grace and peace multiplied in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, which means if I'm going to grow in anything, I got to grow in grace. So when I grow in the grace, grace is God's ability. What is grace? Come on, we got to learn. Many of you, you don't know this. Grace is what? So without you understanding grace, grace is not a pass to sin. Because if you was using grace, you wouldn't have sinned. What you call that is mercy. Now, I'm not saying in jumping on your sin. What I want to help you to understand, though, is God is trying to give you his dominance so you can always overcome and break through. And so I want to give you the breakthrough method so you can come into dominance this year. Somebody say, I want to come into dominance. Dominant to break through every lack, every failure, every fear, every brokenness. So come on, somebody say, I got to go forward. So I want you to understand the enemy is after the life of Christ in you. And the life of Christ in you is you learning to live it outwardly. That's why I say go into all the world. How much? Disciple the nations. We've only learned how to team up in the church. But when we get home, we go to our back, back to our normal casting. But what if God was trying to bring you dominance in your job? What if God was trying to bring you dominance in your career? He was trying to bring you dominance in your business. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand this. He said, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew. Somebody say renew. What I want you to realize is there's a difference between waiting on the Lord and waiting in the Lord. There's a difference between waiting and waiting. One of the greatest deceptions, because we haven't learned to preach the life, because when you preach the life, it causes us to be responsible to walk by that spirit. So what I want you to realize, he's saying, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Once there's a renewal of strength, you mount with wings like when you mount up, watch this, at the mounting up, that was no longer God's responsibility. After you have risen with Christ, now seek those things which are above. After you have what? Then seek. The problem is we're seeking on ground. And when you seek on ground, you're going to have a, a, a whole bunch of stuff. But I want you to understand, wait up on him to wait to get in him. Somebody say, I wait on him only to get in him. Waiting up on him doesn't mean that he was going to answer you with him, his answer only. What he was going to do is empower you. So the confession you made last year, you've been waiting on God. Wrong formula. Your weight on God was supposed to be for him to empower you. So if you didn't know it was you that was going to be empowered to do him, you've been waiting. And you say, God, you never made me. You, you never did it for me. 
He said, you don't understand me. I never said I was going to do it like that in the first place. But you're taught that he's going to make a way. You're taught that he's going to do it for you. How is he going to do it? He said, I'm going to do it through you. Stir up the gift inside of you. I'm not going to do it outside of you. If I do do it outside of you, it's temporary. It has an expiration date to it. But how many want grace that don't expire? Come on, how many are tired of expiration in your faith life? You say it worked when I grew up here, but it feel like it don't work in this. It worked when I went down here, but it'll feel like it don't work right here. God is trying to give you grace that don't inspire, expire. Can you say amen? So I want you to realize that the waiting on the Lord is only for the renewal of your strength. The waiting on the Lord is only for what? So when you pray and you excuse yourself, we miss the purpose and the position of what, the outcome that we're supposed to get. Can you say amen? Those who what? Wait upon the shell there, and they will. How many of you ready to mount up tonight? Come on, how many of you ready to mount up tonight? You got to get that religion out of you. That religion is choking. You're constipated. You're so religious, you think you know everything. You're unteachable. I'm coming after you. Yes, I am. Because I got to get you unconstipated. Those who wait upon that Lord shall renew their strength. They're going to mount up with wings. They're going to mount up with ideas. They're going to mount up with grace. They're going to mount up with praise. Come on, they're going to know how to get through the things of life. When you don't know that mounting up, you're still waiting on the Lord to fix your problems. I don't wait on the Lord to fix my problems. I wait on the Lord to encourage myself. I wait on the Lord to empower me. And when I speak from the Lord, the thing has to obey. What do you mean wait on the Lord? Many of you got to wait when you tell me. You've already spoken. This might be too new for some people. He's already spoken. So you keep waiting. You think you're waiting on God. And God is saying, I'm only waiting on you. <laughs> you keep thinking you're waiting. It's in God's timing. No, that's a religious moratorium. That is not, there's no such thing. It, it is in God's timing. God's timing, watch this, is according to your submission. God's timing is not outside of your submission. In the chronos of time, watch this, if you didn't do what you were supposed to do in the preparation, you actually missed it. And you keep missing and missing, and then watch this, when God make a way, because guess what? He don't let you go hungry. You called it as if it was the thing that he said. That wasn't what he said. He just made up to make sure you don't fall. But you're still in a deficit in him making you up. But I declare you're going to come out your deficit in the name of Jesus. 
I said, you're going to come out your deficit in the name of Jesus. It's time for you to flourish. We could go home right now. I'll give you enough. You can survive on that for the, this year. Those who wait upon the Lord and don't just wait. He said, the waiting is for me to mount you up like wings, like an eagle. So this year you need long prayers. I said, this year you need long prayers. You better get off that YouTube that people talking about you. They don't take all that. You put grace on it. You put grace on it. Grace don't work like that. And people don't understand grace. Grace don't work like that. You can't abuse grace. There's no such thing. This is why grace is God's ability. God doesn't give grace where nobody submit. Which means there's a personality that comes with submission to the person of God. When you get the personality of God, you feel, that's why the Bible says he starts to illuminate your mortal body. You illuminate your mortal bodies. Which means you stop being you in grace. So grace means it's not you. It's not your will. How many know it's by him that you move? How many know it's by him that you breathe? It's by him that you have your being. So if it's by him, he wasn't saying that you live your life and you take him along with you. He's saying, watch this, you come into me and I am in you. And when you're down, wait on me. And I'm going to remind you that I'm in you. You've been waiting on the idea. Or was the idea with I declare that many of you are going to prosper this year. I declare many of you are going to come out of debt this year. No, no, no. I can say it because I'm not in it. I declare you're going to come out. You better grab to the grace. I'm not in it, so you better grab to the grace. I declare you're going to come out of debt. There is enough of grace, God's ability, for you to start attaining what he said for your life. Can you say amen? So as we run, excuse me, as we wait, we have the ability to run. Somebody say, as I wait, I have the ability to run. If I don't wait, watch this, I don't feel confident to run. If I don't wait, I don't have the divine ability to run. Now, this is the danger of not having the divine ability to run. Watch this. Many people and many believers are stuck in wisdoms that's not of the wisdom of God. Now, remember, the Bible says there are wisdoms of this age, there are wisdoms of men, and there's wisdom of systems. So there are high levels of wisdom. That's why when you go to college, I tell my students all the time, you're not there for what you think you are. You're smarter than everything you're going to learn. He said, that sounds prideful. Why? When you got the mind of Christ. You're learning it so you can know what to use with, and put the God particle on what they do. To bring an answer that they don't know. 
Somebody say, I got to bring my difference. I got to bring my secret sauce. Come on, I declare you're going to bring your secret sauce to some systems. You're going to bring your secret sauce to some jobs. Come on, yo, you got the secret sauce? Don't stop at McDonald's today after that. Yeah? You don't need no Big Mac with the secret sauce. Deuteronomy 22. Let's watch this. Deuteronomy 22. 9 through 10. I want you to read this real quick. Watch this. You shall not sow your vineyard with different kinds of seed. Least the yield of the seed which you have sown and the fruit of your vineyard be devoured. What are you trying to say to me? What are you trying to say to me? He's saying, when you look in the mirror, don't forget about what you look like. Somebody say, okay, I want you to understand that the, 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 the principle building into divine ideas. How many of you ever felt, felt inspired that God gave you an idea? All right. When God gives you the idea, he gives you the grace to attain it. Sometimes your personality and your history and your life chokes out the grace ability to reach into that thing. So what God has to do is help you learn to have the character, the conduct, and the conversation he calls you to have. Because when you learn to have the conduct, the conversation that God calls you to have, you start speaking like he speaks, and you don't defile your seed. For example, when you felt what God gave you, you was inspired, and you said, I can. Watch this. In the carnality of your nature, you said, I can't. How I many ever felt confident? I'm going to do it because he said it, and on Sunday, you felt powerful. Hey. You felt it. How many of y'all felt it? You felt it? You went home excited? Hey, I got to get done. You, you even pulled some of y'all, some of y'all pulled out your pad. You said, I believe what he said, and I'm going to do it. And you got your prophecy. You write it down. Next morning, you got a little bit more energy than that Sunday. But you gave God, thank you, God, for what he said. Thank you. And then by Wednesday, I think I'm going to just go back to what I was doing. <laughs> what happened? What happened? This is what you have to understand. You are here to hear. But what you haven't been taught is you got another class called the spirit class. You only learn that you come to church. But the Bible says, he that hear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying when you hear some a preacher saying it you have the ability to be committed to it so tonight when you say yes i got you watch this when you go home holy spirit's going to remind you hey you ready for this watch this you ready for this consecration commitment associated with what you heard i don't think y'all was ready tonight i can i'm gonna cut it short real quick you ready to walk through this? You see how quiet it got? Real quiet. You, 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 you ready to know 
What is the regimen associated with dealing with devils in the doors that you're trying to enter into? Don't think because you're making moves, you're making God moves. We better kill that lie right now. I don't care if you make 200, 300, 400, a million dollars. That doesn't qualify God moves. Don't be deceived. And I'm not against money, so don't let religious get you either. I teach business. But I teach it from the spirit. So you have to know who you are. But you got to learn how to commit yourself to what God said. Somebody say commit yourself to what God said. So don't split your seed. Let your yes be. Let your commitment be. Come on, I'm talking to myself too. Lord, let my commitment be my commitment. Let me not be bewitched. After starting in the spirit, now I believe I can be made perfected in the flesh. Let me take it a step further. Sometimes your family make a deficit, make you a deficit. I knew it was going to get quiet on that one. That's why you need to know how you marry. I, had, I, I trained my wife, my regimen, to make me successful, to make us successful. Amen. If I would have went with what's just good, I would have fa failed, which make everything fail. I told you, I didn't come to entertain you. I'm telling you that's going to make your moves in your life. So you need to encourage one another. If you see that man stop praying, say, bro, don't call him, bro. Please don't call your husband, bro. Don't call your husband, bro. <laughs> you remember that pray thing you was doing? I'm going to pray too, but get back to that. That's what makes us successful. If the woman not praying, make sure you get it first, because then you better talk right. So I better say it right. You about to get the neck, the, the roll, the eye, and the finger. So you better say it. How about you create an environment of prayer for her? You got children? Create the environment for them. It's for the success of who you're called to be. I've, I've tried to be regular. For some reason, it never works for me. I tried to be human. It never works for me. I've tried to be normal. It never works for me. So the question becomes, if it doesn't work in the realm of the spirit, why do we stay so stuck too long? Yes. But I declare you're going to get under the name of Jesus. Come on, some of you got to get unstuck. I think some of you forgot what it felt like to taste and see that the Lord is good. But I declare that you come out of that straight, come out of that straight jacket and come into your divine flow. 
If I'm out of my mind, the Bible says, that's for God. But if I'm a sound mind, that's for you. Which means when you come into God, you're going to learn to lose your mind, to have your mind. So you have to understand, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their, they're going to mount and they're going to run. The Bible says those who know their God, I'm going to, for the sake of time, for the sake of time, I'm going to just say it. The Bible says those who know their God shall do great exploits. Those who what? Know their God. Let's not go there since you heard me say that one. But let's go to another scripture. I want you to go with me really quickly. Oh, I think I put it in the copy notes. Here we go. I want you to go real quickly to 1 John 4, 16 through 18. 1 John 4, 16 through 18. Watch this. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is, God is love. And he who abides, he who, he who, that sound like that waiting. He who abides in love abides in God. And God, does that sound like two transactions? He who abides and God. So God is in you, but you got to learn to abide in love. Salvation is a first step. Consistency of staying renewed in love is the next step. Can you say amen? Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because he is. Somebody say he is. If he is, stop praying for your future. Okay. I, I, maybe God, I don't think we're ready tonight. We, we still in. If he is, those who come to him must believe that he stop praying for next week. God, I know that you are going to do it. Now, it's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong knowing he's going to do it. How is your question? I've showed Israel my works. Excuse me. My works, my, my deeds. I only showed Moses my ways. Because one was so stuck on just my hand. So God want to know, you know I'm going to do it, but how? Are you looking for my way? Or are you only looking for me to answer you? If you're only looking for me to answer you, you're asking me to do something without you understanding what I just did. You want me to fix your wife and fix your husband and fix your children and fix those who are unsaved. You want me to do what? Isn't that interesting? But the Bible says, Jesus said, bring more workers to the harvest. I want you to understand what you confessed to when you said I'm saved. You confessed a life to live for Christ. 
Okay, can I remind everybody? What you confess to is my life to live to Christ. That don't even sound exciting in this play. I don't even understand. Somebody say, my life belongs to Christ. So why do you keep taking up for yourself? In fact, the Bible says, why not be the wrong? If you came angry in here with someone, I'm going to help you understand how to forgive. Can you say amen? Because you're going to need to understand how to forgive so you can flow freely in what God is calling you to be and become. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to say, anybody who abide in love, watch this, have boldness in the day of judgment because he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in, there is no fear in, so what made you talk back wrong? Fear. What makes you talk back? Fear. But perfect, how much? If he's saying perfect, that means there's one and unperfect. If he's saying perfect, there's what? There's unperfect. Perfect love cast out how much? Cast out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not made and so what was the problem? Are y'all tracking with me? Can I ask you something? If you're becoming, how many of you know you're becoming more like God? So if you're becoming more like God, who are you becoming more like? Love, because God is. So he's saying, every time you're not perfected in love, watch this. Fear is going to cause you to speak what I didn't say. And if you continue to stay saying what I didn't say, watch this. Sometimes you're going to build a doctrine around what I didn't say. That's why reason is the detriment of understanding judgment. The enemy will always bring you reason. How many of you ever felt like you had the reason why you did what you did? Maybe this message is too much. I, I'm going to have to change it up. How many of you felt like you had a reason in why you cussed him back out? How many of you felt like you had a reason why you said what you said? But you don't understand. But you don't know what you're talking about. How many of you ever felt reasoned? How many of you know Jesus said you didn't have one? He said perfect love is going to speak like me every time. Perfect love is going to what? It's not going to miss. So if I'm having a problem, I don't have a problem with the next class on the prophetic. I have a problem learning to be in love. And it's impossible to say that you hate somebody, but you love God. It's impossible. It's M. It's M. No, I don't, I don't really like them. I don't really love them. But I ain't got, no, me and God is good. That's impossible. I break that lie out of you tonight in the name of Jesus. It is impossible. So if you do have something against someone, we got to learn to get that out of us. Can you say amen? 
And now God has to teach you his justice and judgment so you can feel free to give it to him. He wants to teach you the liberty that he has for you to give it to him. Can you say amen? He who abides in love abides in God. Abiding in love is abiding in God. The question becomes, how much love? Everybody raise your hand if you feel like you love. Okay. How many feel like you love like the Bible says to love? Tell you what, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Just, just raise your eyebrow. Just, just, just think, okay? Raise your mind. I want you to think, how many of you will say, I love how the Bible says? Okay? Now, this is the test. Because we can test it. How many of you know we can test it? Y'all know testing is real. I bring it in my office, poking everywhere. I'm testing everything. Why are you talking like that? Well, look at that. Oh, yeah, you get the real test. Can you pass it? Come on. How many of you want, how many of you want to be a minister? That's the problem. Y'all mad at people doing it wrong. They ain't had the right test. We're going to poke in everything. And see, watch this, if you can turn the other cheek. That's the qualification of walking somebody through processes and being on the pulpit. So when you got devilish deacons, that's the wrong conversation tonight. That's the wrong conversation. You say, why are you going that way? Because I need you to understand, some of you trusting God because you saw people. And I need you to know that God is not a man that he should lie, nor is it a son of man that he shall repent. You've got to stop looking at what people did in your life and call that God. Everything that went wrong with a man who even said God doesn't qualify that it was from God. Because it has to be tested for authenticity. For many of us have been in justification and rebellion because of a rebellion. Don't ever let somebody rebellion be your rebellion. Don't ever let somebody's re be your. You know what I really wanted to do? is put a couch up here and we have a counseling session. Because that's what the church really needs. We really don't need another message. We need to go to the depths of the heart of why we're hurt. Because we learn to patch everything with scripture. We've learned to patch everything in our room and you say these words and you say it like this and you say it like that. And when we come to find out, I say, move your hat. Let me move your face. I want to really see who you are. We really don't need another message. We need the spirit of counsel in the church that can get to, down to the dirt of the soul of man. Because God is a deep God. Say, God is a deep God. And him being deep, means that the depth equates to the height. The just only lives by faith. 
which means you don't understand justice on levels that you have not learned to occupy faith by grace. Okay, for you who didn't catch me why I just said that, what I want you to understand is some of your argument, some of the things that is in you against that is misjudgment in the eyes of God. Listen. So God has to teach you to learn how to be loved. Watch this. How to accept him as love. Remember, it's the love of God that leads men to, what leads men to repentance? The love of God leads men to what? So you've got to learn, watch this, to trust God with your pain. You've got to learn to trust God with your discomfort. Many of you who've been fatherless, many of you have been motherless, many of you have abuse and misuses, neglect, those things are detrimental to your soul. So what happens is, when you meet somebody you can trust, you thought you can trust in, who had God, watch this, and it doesn't mean that they didn't love God, it doesn't mean that they didn't mean well, watch this, but if they didn't have the principles associated with the justice of God, in the revelation of the high calling, watch this, and they were more religious, you gave up. You gave up. Because, watch this, Mat there's mature messages for babes. Everybody's not called to try to walk people through processes. He said, you should be teachers by now. You need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of the oracles of God. Yeah, need a milk, not solid food. So for everyone who's on milk, watch this, is unskilled in the word of righteousness. What is the word of righteousness? The word of righteousness is the faith message. Because watch this. Faith is revealed in the righteousness of God. Faith is revealed where? Which means where you haven't learned the grace of God in your life, you can't extended in somebody else's life. How many know we all have a problem right there? Sometimes the harsh realities of how you've been dealt with is because people haven't experienced grace in their own life in that area. But you got to know, I'm, I'm putting a mature seed in you tonight. Somebody said mature seed. Stop just depending on man without your dependence on God. How many know when you go to heaven, you can't say my preacher said? Some of y'all waiting on that. You can't, you can't about to give God a whole list. Look, you remember? You remember? You, that's why I did that. Just like you do it here. You, you, no, I said that because they said this. You, you're going to do the same thing to God. God, I did it because. And God don't say. Why didn't you learn me? Why didn't you know that that wasn't right? Can you say amen? Yeah. Somebody say, I'm responsible for my salvation. That doesn't mean we undermine your pain. But you are responsible for your soul salvation. I'm responsible for mine and yours. Look at that. Jesus. 
I'll cry when I leave. Oh yeah, that's why I don't play. When it come here, it's business. Why? I ain't, uh-uh. I done stepped in the water already. I can't go back. And not that I want to go back. And the reason why you don't want to go back, when you've tasted, watch this, because when you've tasted and seen, you come out of your burden, and because he's been so good to you, that's how God works. He want to be so good to you that you cannot not share him. He's so good that you cannot not share him. Perfect love make you not not share him. My teacher's going to suspect me later. Are y'all tracking with me? Somebody say perfect love. Come on, say perfect love. You might have not got it from your daddy, your mama, your sister, your brother. You might have not got it from your cousin, your neighbor. But guess what? God is saying, I am not a man. I need you to get that out of your head. But they did this to me. I'm not a man. Well, you remember when this happened? I am not a man. Stop putting me with man. Because I'm going to bring you a man to tell you that wasn't it. So I don't need you to let that keep being in your rebellion. Can you say amen? Let's get to the end of here. Somebody say I'm being blessed. What I want you to understand. Is when you learn to wait on the Lord. And he renews your strength. He's setting you up for success. He's setting you up for what? For success. Can I ask you a question? I want everybody to think about it. What is success in God? I'll give you a minute. What is success in God? You ready? Success is the fulfillment of his word. What is success in God? Okay. Because how many know that he finished it? So how many know when he fulfilled it and finished it, that's success? So which means a finished word that brought a finished work was success for your life. Success in God is the fulfillment of a word. Are y'all tracking with me? What's success? The fulfillment of a word. So what I want you to understand is God it's the fulfillment of a word. What he's going to do is he has to make sure every problem meet his word. Come on, we're coming to the end now. If you're going to succeed this year, you're not going to run from your problems. Y'all stay with me. Come on, I, 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 I stay with me. If you're going to succeed, you are not going to run from your issues. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to rail it up so I can wake them up. Mm-hmm. Make them hungry again, God. Make them thirsty again, God. 
Your trouble is going to be your travail to push through to your purpose. Your problem was the pathway to your travail. Many of you have been running from your opportunity. You're running from your greatest opportunity. You're running. From your, don't let the devil give you an alternate life. He has a plan and a purpose for you too. You better listen. And if you stay carnal long enough, you're actually following the plan. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because the word has to meet every challenge. Watch this. Because what is the success of God? The fulfillment of the... And every word that your life come in contact with, watch this, has to be fulfilled for you to believe it. <laughs> I wish I had somebody woke up this morning. Every word of God, he knows his word. Y'all tracking with me? Watch this. When you get a revelation, somebody said heavy revy. You know you like your heavy revies. When you get a revelation, what God has to do, I'm sorry, Nazo, you know I'm a walker, man. I'm going to buy you something for your arm. What God has to do, watch this, is make sure that you know the word. Is this helping you? So what he does, he doesn't say, baby, because I love you, because I know you'll be praying, I know you'll be fasting, I know you'll be giving, and you always tell me to make a way out of no way, and then every time there's a problem, you move yourself out of the way. That's the new age church today. Because we don't deal with nothing that's in our way. We go around the way. We move to new cities. We, okay, let me stop here. We move to places. And sometimes it's needed because you need to get to the soil that's going to sustain you to understand how to kick back. God never, listen to me. If you really love people, stop telling them to go everywhere. Just because an opportunity opened up, it might not be only, that doesn't mean it's for you. God will never put you where you don't have soil for you. Y'all better write it down. I, 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 listen, God will never put you where you don't have soil. Because God is not interested in your success without his soil. Can I say that one more time? God is not interested in your success outside of his soil. So you can run, 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 run. That's what you're going to meet yourself back to. The point of soil. How many of you ever ran? Don't raise your hand, just, just, just raise your eyebrow. How many of you ever ran and you found yourself right back to the point A? How did I get back? Yeah. Sometimes it looks different, but it's the same system. Sometimes it looks different, but it's the same training. Are y'all tracking with me? So what I want you to understand is God has to bring you through authenticity of the fulfillment of his word. So watch this. If God wants you to be successful, what he's going to do, watch this, 
Because the Bible says it was good that I was afflicted. Tell you what, let's go to the scriptures. Go to Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Tell you what, before you go to Psalms 119, go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 4, 17. I'm here being blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Watch this. For our light affliction. Somebody say light affliction. Which is but for a moment. Is working for us a far more exceeding and external weight of. So what, your, what, is, what is the affliction working? Is working to push out glory. Is working to do what? To push out glory. So watch this. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen, what? They're what? They're temporary. But which is not seen is what? Eternal. I declare, when you leave here, they're going to say more than you was missed. They're going to have to say more than they got to make something up. Because you've learned to get eternal value out of the things of God. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? Our light affliction. Somebody say light affliction. How many of you feel like you're going through affliction? Come on, come on, raise my hand up. Y'all ready? How many feel like you're going through affliction? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, see, I helped you out. My hand's up. Now, the question becomes. How do I need to look at the affliction? If I don't look at the affliction right, I just said, watch this, I just actually qualified that I don't look at God right. If I don't see the affliction right, I'm not seeing God right. And the danger of not seeing affliction right, you can lose your salvation. The Bible says, be careful, lest the root of bitterness springs up, which many become defiled and lose grace. So what we're going towards, how many of you know, I know my tomorrow, but if you're not walking in the spirit, you've got to get yourself together. Because you don't want to leave here bitter. You don't want to leave here angry. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Do you hear love out of that? This is not a disagreement. No, I want to help you. Because God died for you to be free. He died so you can be free. Somebody say light affliction. Which means God has to take you through suffering 
until you realize the fulfillment of his word. Because it's in the fulfillment of his word that you get free by knowing the truth. Now, ain't nobody preached that these years. You know why? Because we keep excusing you that you're going to be free without the responsibility of knowing the fulfillment of the word. The fulfillment of the word frees you from people, frees you from things. It makes you to walk like God by the spirit. Don't live an alternate destiny. Don't live it. Many of us are in bitterness with family. We're in bitterness with friends. We're in bitterness. We're in bitterness. We're bitter because you have things to say because you don't understand. You don't understand because you're carnal. Carnality is your normal. And you don't realize spiritual people are not obligated to you. So when you start walking by the spirit, you're going to have to go alone sometimes. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Are you willing to go alone? Faith is alone first. But you're not alone because you're with God. Faith, forsaking all, I trust him. I learned to forsake, I trust him. That's faith. Sometimes you got to get back to a prayer that you learned to forsake all. Sometimes I have to find my floor in my nice house. I got to find my floor. I find my what? Floor. Get off the chair. Let the house burn down. We just get another one. I find the, I forsake it all. Until you're willing to give your Isaac. Y'all, okay, maybe this is not tonight. We want to have faith without submission. And the new age element is teaching you that it's possible. But let me stay encouraging you. Because I want you to realize God wants you to succeed more than you. How many know God wants you to succeed more than you? So watch this. When you keep praying that I got faith, God got to test your faith. How many ready to walk in faith? How many were ready to walk in another level of faith? So what God has to do, watch this. He has to bring your faith through an authenticity. You remember how you was looking at that situation? I'm going to take you back to it. And I'm going to judge how you look at it now. You remember you had that conversation? I'm going to take you back to it. And I got to see how you look at it. What I'm really saying is if you made perfect in my love. Remember, if you were perfect in love, it would have cast out the fear for you to respond like, I'm not, like, like I didn't tell you to respond. So what was the problem? You didn't allow yourself to hit the fulfillment of love to respond like God sent. Are y'all tracking with me? Some of us are living below the spiritual metron that you're called to live. 
You're not ready for ministry until that spirit can deal with complexity. Till that spirit can deal with what? Anybody can preach and talk scripture. Can you deal with the complexities of life? That see beyond the face. Somebody say, I got to see beyond the face. Can you see beyond your boss? Or is your boss leading you? I'm talking about your corner boss. Some of y'all like your tractors. You're running around your boss like this. Whatever you want, whatever you need. And God is saying, why are you doing like that? I just want to be like you. You just want to be like them. God said, what about me? You want to be like who don't have the God. They got the job, but not the God. And you want to be like them. How many know God want to play his card? What he does. He says, daughter, son, it's good that you go through. Watch this. Because the fact that you still feel you're going through showed that you haven't come to the fulfillment of my word. Are y'all tracking with me? Many of us keep bypassing everything that goes on in our life. You don't know your compounding interest is a problem. Somebody say compound interest is a problem. That's why sometimes, by the grace of God, when I counsel, it can be 50 things. And we're still talking the fruit. Because there's a compound interest. Somebody say compound. So God don't want compound interest or problems. God wants you to understand what is the root of your issue. So if you're feeling afflicted and I didn't afflict you, I need you to understand what I did for you. Are y'all tracking with me? Tonight, I want you to understand that your trouble is the trampoline to your triumph. Y'all hear me? Your trouble is the trampoline. This year, God is saying to you right now, you will not bypass what I I'm trying to talk to you about. I need that trouble was there to make you travail. Because if I fix it and you're not fixed, you're going to look for me to fix it again. And I love you so much that I'm called you to be an heir of who I am. How many know you're called to be an heir? How many know you're ready to call to be walking the promises of God? Which means you got to be unoffendable. You got to be unoffendable. Which means you don't make a name for yourself. You let grace speak for you. Oh, Y'all hear what I'm saying? Trouble don't last always. Trouble don't. Don't lie to yourself either because if people are angry with you and you have something in it and you didn't leave peacefully, you got a problem.
You know why this should be exciting? Because it shows you that God is interested in you. How many know it don't love me if you keep letting me bypass what I really feel? How many know God cares for you? The Bible says God cares. That's why he say, cast your, for he, cast your, for he, most of the things that you care about, you don't even know it until you interface the holies of holies. I've walked with men of God many times, and I've heard things. How many ever heard something from a preacher? You're like, ooh. Mm. And how many of you got defensive about it? Some of y'all getting defensive tonight. I see you. Watch this. When you reach the holies of holies, you reach a different government. When you reach the holies of holies, you reach a what? And you start to see the face of Almighty God. And you see how he sees it. And then when you see how he sees it, you can submit to it. Watch this. If you go back out of the love, you come back into the anger and the justification. Tonight, God is calling you to cast your care. You are not going to win this year if you don't learn to forsake all and trust him. You know, my heart breaks. My heart breaks so much because I feel like we've learned to play church so much. I feel like we've learned so much stuff that it's so hard to, for us to break through all of the stuff to just come back to the simplicity of the gospel. That's why Paul say, don't keep it simple. Keep it what? I died for you. Keep it what? I died for you. And then I rose for you. I died that you might have life. And not only life, I called you to have it abundantly. For you who are critics of church, I want to challenge you. I want you to study out your criticism. Might be called to help us. How many of y'all agree with me? That's why I love um, who people call themselves atheists. I'm like, man, you know what Christians supposed to be. Why don't you be one? You'll be a good one. You say the best way they need to be. Try it and teach us the way. If you have criticism, what if you're called to help us? Yeah. There's no, whatever you have, whatever you, but watch this. You better be able to test what you have. According to the word of God. And don't run from the word of, because deception has risen in this generation. I'm about to get out of here. Somebody deception. Somebody say deception. The last thing I need you to understand is you see the, the spirit life is going to help you from deception.
The spirit life is going to help you from what? Deception. Deception. Somebody say deception. There's a bewitchment that is so broad today. There's a bewitchment. And the bewitchment is teaching you to be made perfect in your flesh. To win your flesh. To fight for your flesh. Are y'all tracking with me? To make excuses for your flesh. And it's a great bewitchment because it teaches you to focus on the wrong thing. The thing that don't matter. It's not essential to salvation. And that's what the devil is trying to root because he says, remember, the root of bitterness can spring up and many become defiled. Which means this year you got to be open to everybody. Not just your pigment. You got to love not just your skin color. I know you're going to be quiet. That's the, that's the quick way to go to hell. I wasn't trying to say it like that, but I said it. Because of my brother who has my blood, who has my spirit, and you deny him, you got a problem. I'm going to preach it to the root. I know. See, that's why you got to be careful. Bewitchments. Today, I, I saw somebody promoting you can, they want to grow weed trees. The church. We got growing weed. You know why? Those type of people are easy. because You're just looking for preaching. You're not looking for principle to build in the realm of the spirit. We keep thinking church. How many know you come to church to hear what God is saying? How many of you know that? So if, if we come to hear what God is saying, how many know God is speaking now? So if you're hearing something of now, you got to learn to take it in your spirit. So you got to learn to love everybody. Because if you don't love everybody, you're going to miss somebody that was supposed to compel you to your dimension. You got to be shrewd as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Racism is racism. No matter what people pass is. Do you hear what I'm saying? I say racism is what? You need to grieve that out. I say grieve it out. I say grieve it out. I say grieve it out. Racism is what? Nobody's racism is better than the others. Racism is racism. You say, why are you telling the church that? Because the church don't know it. You can be whatever you want. You can be Israel. You can be whatever you want. In my Bible, as long as you have the spirit of Israel, which is the spirit of Christ, you are saved. You're engrafted into the new covenant. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Don't be fooled by this bewitchment of what you're hearing on news, on social media on what everything you're putting your eyes to because you're defiling the judgment of the government of God. That's why you can't hear what God is saying. 
This year, we're raising ambassadors, which means these messages are not for everybody. It's for those who are ready to fight the good fight of faith. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Who's really too ready to make some dominant moves in their life? Who's really to take over some territory in their life? Stand to your feet if you can. <laughs>